0: Welcome to the Brent's Broadcast Podcast, being streamed on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Submit your questions to at Brent's Broadcast on Twitter to be featured on the podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Can you imagine paying a lot of money for something? And especially, it's it's around the holidays, so just imagine paying a lot of money for something that is really important to you, that you think just might be perfect. Every time you need it most, it just keeps breaking. I mean, can you imagine how incredibly frustrating that would be to pay a lot of money for something that you think is just perfect? It's just ideal. And every time you need it most, it breaks. It works all the rest of the time, but every time you need it most, it breaks. I mean, that's how the Rockets are probably feeling about Chris Paul right now. Chris Paul went down again yesterday in their game against the Miami Heat. He went down with a hamstring injury last night against the Miami Heat, a game which they eventually lost to the Heat. It's ruled by an MRI as a grade 2 strain to his left hamstring. Uh, And it's been ruled out that it's any more serious than that. He'll be reevaluated in two weeks according to the medical staff of the Houston Rockets. Uh, Chris Paul missed extended periods of time last year in the playoffs when it mattered most. All right, we all remember that they played the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, and they were up in that series, and they could have closed it out in six games. But Chris Paul got hurt and didn't play in Game 6 or Game 7 And Houston ended up losing that series To the eventual champion Warriors So the Rockets last year in the playoffs Looked like they were the perfect team To have the chance to take down Golden State And they really almost did it I mean they were a game away I mean they blew the last two games without CP3 And they lost the series When he was playing The Rockets looked like The better team on that court As far as matchups go There was no other team in the league That matched up with Golden State offensively Like the Rockets did last year And Chris Paul managed to be Rather healthy throughout the year Playing very well The Rockets along with uh, MVP performance from James Harden Were A fantastic offensive team in the West And they they could put up the points With the best of them But right when They needed Chris Paul most to close out the most important series and the most important games of the year. He went down with an injury and missed those last two games, in which a lot of people believe cost the Rockets their chance at an NBA Finals uh, seven game series against the Cleveland Cavaliers. A series that. Many people, including myself, believe Houston would have won had they replaced Golden State. Cleveland just wasn't good enough last year. We saw that them getting swept by Golden State. The Rockets probably could have beat them in five uh, themselves. So Chris Paul went down last year when it was most important, and here we are this year. The Rockets having a bad start to the season. They lost a lot in the off season. As far as defense and shooting, Trevor Riza, Lukumbah Mute, uh, Lou Williams has been gone for a while. So the team has been missing some firepower this year that they didn't have last year. The Rockets are finally getting things together. They strung a couple games, a couple W's in a row, got their record to over 500. And now Chris Paul goes down with a hamstring injury last night against the Miami Heat. Is expected to be out at least two weeks before he's reevaluated. Could be more after that. Chris Paul just signed a brand new deal in the offseason this year with the Rockets. He's projected—excuse me, not projected. He's signed to make $35 million this season. $35 million this season. million next season $41 million in 2020-2021 And $44 million in the 21-22 season In which Chris Paul will be 36 years of age He's 33 now And and seemingly can't stay on the court What is he going to be like when he's 36 and 37 years old When he finally comes a free agent, he'll be thirty-seven at the end of that deal. What what is his health going to be like then? And this is a tough one because if you're the Rockets, you honestly you were in a position where you felt like you had to pay him because you were right there as far as a window for a championship, and you knew that if Chris Paul didn't get hurt in the Western Conference Finals, you probably would be the team fighting for a championship. Last year against LeBron and the Cavs in his final season at Cleveland. So you re-sign him thinking that you're going to be the same team. And unfortunately, you haven't been. But more importantly, now that you're playing better, he goes down again. And if you're the GM for the Rockets, and if you're a fan of the Rockets, I think right now you're very disappointed to hear that Chris Paul has these lingering Injury issues That don't appear to be going away Anytime soon and I really like Chris Paul He's a fantastic Point guard one of the best of all time But I don't know 35 38 41 and 44 Million dollars is a lot of money To be spending on a player Who doesn't seem to be able to stay On the court when it matters most once again, submit all your sports questions for me at Brent's Broadcast on Twitter. We'll be answering those as the podcast episodes roll out later in the week. Submit your favorite questions that you're curious about at Brent's Broadcast on Twitter. In the NBA, LeBron James last week was quoted saying it would be amazing if Anthony Davis were to join the Lakers and form somewhat of a uh, you know tandem with LeBron next season. And uh, LeBron, LeBron said that would be fantastic he's, he's quoted saying, duh, that would be amazing And of course he would say that, that's just pretty common sense um, But now, uh, apparently some small market GMs are upset that the NBA is not enforcing tampering rules as far as Anthony Davis goes There's been a lot of buzz lately around the idea of all-star forward Anthony Davis playing for the Lakers next year. Uh, Now, I, I would like everybody to pump the brakes on this a little bit because people are starting to act like Anthony Davis can just go play for the Lakers whenever he wants to. Anthony Davis is not a free agent at the end of this season, and the media is kind of talking about it like he is, but he's not. Anthony Davis isn't a free agent until next summer, not this coming summer. So he has another year With the New Orleans Pelicans under contract before he can choose freely where he would like to play for the rest of his NBA career, or at least for the foreseeable future, probably for a max contract. Now, one thing that could happen is the Pelicans could say, We don't believe Anthony Davis is going to re sign in New Orleans. So we're going to get all we can for him before he eventually leaves. We saw the Spurs do this with Kawhi Leonard. We saw the Pacers do that with Paul George. It was two players that they knew were going to leave their respective franchises once they become free agents the next summer. So they went ahead and traded them in advance to a team who wanted to try to give their pitch to that player to sign long term in order to get the most that they could before they left for nothing. So the Pelicans could do this with Anthony Davis, and it could be to the Lakers now. In my mind, I see it a little hard to believe that the Pelicans would want to trade Anthony Davis to play with LeBron because they would just ideally dominate the Western Conference outside of the Warriors for the foreseeable future. However, if Anthony Davis says, I want to be traded, I'm not going to resign here, the only place I want to go is Los Angeles, then maybe other teams are reluctant to trade for him because they don't think he'll resign. However... With how well the Kawhi Leonard trade is going in Toronto this year, and with how well things went with Paul George in OKC, in which he actually re-signed there, even though he said he wasn't going to because he said he was going to go to L.A. no matter what, he eventually didn't because Russell Westbrook and the Thunder sold him on staying in Oklahoma. Now, the same thing could happen in Toronto this year with Kawhi. So if you're a team and Anthony Davis isn't committing long-term, you're gonna be very reluctant to give away as much as he's gonna to cost to make that trade. Nonetheless, the Pelicans have come out saying they're not trading Anthony Davis no matter what. Alvin Gentry made that very clear in one of his quotes saying we are not trade Anthony Davis under any circumstances. Uh his his actual quote is literally, no, we're not trading him. We're not trading him under any circumstance. You can move on from that one. So Alvin Gentry has made it. A point to say that this is not an option, which I think is smart because Anthony Davis hasn't shown any interest publicly in wanting to leave the pelicans. He has uh, he has shown dedication to that franchise in the times he's been there. They've tried to get free agents, you know they got Rondo and Boogie in a trade. Anthony Davis has been committed, he plays well there. he's only twenty six years old. He's got plenty of all star years left to what could be a Hall of Fame career. You don't easily attract that many free agents to New Orleans. You play in the Western Conference, and you're pretty much in the East. That's a lot of travel. A lot of free agents don't have their eyes on New Orleans. So it's risky to just give away a player like this. But it is news out there. There are some tampering issues because people feel like the Lakers are recruiting uh, Anthony Davis, although management said nothing. Regardless of that, the Pelicans have made it very clear that Anthony Davis being traded is not in their plans. I think this is smart. I would keep an eye on it to see what he wants to do in the future. But let's all pump the brakes a little bit because Anthony Davis has a whole nother year under contract and has shown no express in demanding a trade. Let's pump the brakes on Anthony Davis going to the Lakers for now. We can talk about it next season unless he demands a trade in the near future. It's a big week in the NFL. Week 16. We're getting down to the nitty and gritty just before the playoff seating is finished. This is one of the tightest NFL seasons we've seen in a long time. A lot of people are calling it the best NFL season ever as far as competitiveness um, it really, especially in the AFC. It's just so tight. There are so many teams who could get in for those wild card spots that uh, you know it's it's really interesting. The playoff picture as of now uh, has Kansas City clinched. Houston's a two seed in the AFC at 10 and 4. New England's a three seed. Pittsburgh's a four seed. So all of those teams are at the top of their division. While the Los Angeles Chargers are coming in at the first wild card spot at 11 and 3. They've clinched the playoffs. And the Baltimore Ravens are the sixth seed in the wild card. They're at 8 and 6, but they only have a 29, 29% chance to make the playoffs. Because the Colts are in the hunt with the exact same record at 8 and 6. So are the Titans at 8 and 6. Dolphins are at 7 7 and, and the Browns are at 6 7 and 1. So the Browns probably aren't making it, but we've got a three way tie for that six playoff spot between the Ravens, the Colts, and the Titans, which could go any way this weekend. We'll see how that goes in the AFC. In the NFC, the New Orleans Saints have clinched the playoffs and their division at 12 and 2. The Rams have done the same at 11 and 3. The Bears are ten and four, clinched the playoffs and their division. While the Cowboys are ninety-five percent chance to make the playoffs at eight and six, winning their division. The Seahawks take that first wild card spot at the moment at eight and six. They've got a ninety-nine percent chance to make the playoffs. And the Vikings are still fighting to stay alive at the sixth seed for the second wild card spot. They're seven six and one. The Eagles are in the hunt at seven and seven, and the Redskins. Are also seven and seven. The Panthers are six and eight, but they've basically pulled the plug. Cam Newton's done for the year. We'll see what happens this weekend with their backup, Taylor i Um, not sure they're not gonna make the playoffs. It's about a wrap, but but Philly and Washington have have a have a chance record wise. Washington's probably out of it. They just don't have the quarterback play anymore. Philadelphia is very interesting. There's a question we got to ask ourselves, are are the Super Bowl champions better with with backup Nick Foles than they are with with the franchise quarterback Carson Wentz? I mean cuz it it kind of looks like that sometimes. Obviously Nick Foles came in after Wentz got hurt at the end of the regular season last year, it took them through the playoffs and ultimately won the Super Bowl in which he won MVP along the way. Very impressive. And last week after struggling most of this year, Super Bowl champions seven and seven, barely fighting to get in the playoffs. So they're in a Super Bowl slump. They bring in Nick Foles and they beat arguably a top three offense in the NFL, and they beat the Rams. Now the Rams have been on a skid lately, but Nick Foles look really good, and he's bringing out players like Alshon Jeffrey on that team. When Carson Wentz is more of a Zach Ertz guy himself, but Nick Foles has got some chemistry with Alshon Jeffrey. And the Eagles offense looked very good when Nick Foles started for them last week. And it got a lot of people wondering who's really best for the Eagles as far as winning goes. And unfortunately for Carson Wentz, Nick Foles is just really stepping up in these big moments because the Eagles need to win out to make the playoffs and they need some help from the Vikings. They need that. And Nick Foles appears that that He's got his teammates behind him, and he's stepping up and playing good football. Now, this week will be a big test to see if, if they can really continue that. But so far, Nick Foles really looks like he's got this team on his back. And a lot of people are starting to question, is Carson Wentz the quarterback of the future, especially with his injury issues? Now, I will say, we do need to remember Nick Foles is a veteran in the league, And he's been in the league a long time. And Nick Foles has bounced around on teams. This is his second stint with the Eagles, for those who don't know. He also backed up for the Chiefs after being released by the Rams, who he was a backup for, in which he wasn't able to beat out Jared Goff, who was terrible in his first year under Jeff Fisher. Um, And so Nick Foles, who started for the Eagles before, who was kind of a bust then, Has had his fair share of disappointments in the league. Now, after all these experiences, you could say that that's what's made him so good now. Maybe he's just a veteran and he's gotten better with age. That's very fair to say. He's played great football. There's nothing we can take away from that. But we do have to keep in mind that he's not nearly as young as Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is considered to have a more talented arm, he's more mobile, and he has a higher upside than Nick Foles does. When you combine age and talent, Carson Wentz upside compared to Nick Foles is a lot higher as far as just individual production. Now, his injuries, whether or not he can stay healthy, is the biggest deal because none of that potential matters if he can't stay on the football field. But the nice thing for them is that they've got Nick Foles to back him up. Now, the Eagles are going to run into an issue in the near future because once Nick Foles' deal is up, He's going to get offered a lot of money, assuming he continues to play well. He's going to get offered a lot of money by some teams like Jacksonville, Miami, if they decide to move on from Ryan Tannehill. Washington's going to need some insurance. Who knows if Alex Smith is going to make it back healthy and be the same quarterbacks, likely not to be nearly as mobile. So they could use a quarterback to look at. Uh, Another team that could really look at a quarterback Maybe Denver decides to go after him The New York Giants really, really need a quarterback Tampa Bay could really use a quarterback So there's some really interesting teams That could take a look at Nick Foles And might be interested in offering him some big money In the offseason So the Eagles, it's going to be impossible for them To pay two quarterbacks starter money So they're going to have to make a choice here Now the obvious choice to me is to move on In your future with Carson Wentz but some people are really raising the question If the Eagles are better without Nick Foles In my opinion, you ride it out with a young guy With a better upside He was 9-0 with you while he was healthy Playing like an MVP caliber If he never got hurt, he would have been the MVP He's the one who got you to the seating In the playoffs last year Nick Foles was able to take over for a couple weeks Ryan Fitzpatrick is able to do the same thing They're, the, they're two of the best backups in the NFL but for a full game season, Nick Foles has never shown that he can that he can really withstand great quarterback play for an entire season, similar to how Fitzpatrick hasn't. So I think you ride with the young guy with a better upside. Carson Wentz, in my eyes, is still a franchise quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's the quarterback of the future. I wouldn't give up on him now. However, you've got to make sure you have an insurance backup behind him if Nick Foles moves on. Because since he is obviously injury prone, it would really hurt to not have somebody good behind him for the eventual time that he gets shaken up by an injury. Once again, submit your sports questions that you'd like me to answer on future podcasts at Brent's Broadcast on Twitter. That's at Brent's Broadcast on Twitter. Submit your sports questions that you'd like to talk about on the Brent's Broadcast podcast. We'll analyze those in the episodes coming up and we will see what takes us this weekend in the NFL. Week 16, big weekend, a lot of good matchups. We'll be talking about that right after those games are finished on Sunday. We can look forward to a lot of that talk next week as we gear up for the playoffs. You've been listening to Brent's broadcast on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud.